Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, good evening, David Wildey and Richard Douglas. Dougie filling in for Malcolm Blight. He's back on Monday. Now, if you're moving house... A use the team that's easy and affordable. Budget car and truck rental, 132727. Get on the road faster, 132727. As a welcome, Richard Douglas. Dougie, how are you? Good, David. Good to be again. How are you? Week gone quickly for you, oh, isn't it? Absolutely. Flown? Fly, hasn't it? Been a good week. Really enjoyed it, but gone too quick. Yeah, a lot of things happened in a week, and uh, something happened last night. The women's football started, uh, Collingwood and Carlton. Uh, heard Robbie talking about it too before, and I must admit, I was a little bit disappointed with the. Uh, I know. You can often be rusty first up, even the men, you know, first couple of weeks are. But um, 18 teams now, so the talent is spread thin. And mind you, there's a lot more girls playing. But uh, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? And, of course, Adelaide play tonight. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, 4,000 uh, spectators is probably slightly disappointing given they sold the place out a couple of years ago. 20,000 or something they picked. Yeah, the... so that, they'd be disappointed with that. I'm not sure how their TV ratings were. But, um, yeah, again, keen to see how many... As they get down at Glenelg tonight with the the Crows running around in a grand final rematch. But, um, yeah, good for the girls to get their season underway. Talk about the depth of the 18-team competition. It will probably dilute the, the competition a little bit, but I think the teams that are now coming in, the two, Port, for example, they've been craving for a, a, a female's team. So that's exciting. But um, I guess the jury's still out, isn't it, with AFLW? And have they pushed it? Too far. Do you have an opinion on yeah, that? Yeah, they're. Um, I mean, they're getting players from all different codes, so a lot of them haven't played for that long, but they're mm. good athletes. I, I think, be careful. To we've heard a bit of noise how they want to be paid the same as the men. Well, the only way that can happen is if they can get as many bums on seats as the men. You know, we saw what ninety thousand to a, a Collingwood Carlton game last week. Um, they're getting pretty well compensated. I think the average wage certainly thirty thousand plus for. Um, on on average, and I don't want to see him go full time yet. Playing ten games plus finals, um, men men weren't full time for a hundred years, Dougie. I mean, you you're one of the early ones when you talk about yeah. um, AFL. When AFL came, it became truly you could play. That was your career. So I think it has to prove to everybody that it can stand on its own two feet. They can draw the the big sponsors in. They can get crowds. A charge, and they have. Don't forget, you're, you're spending seventy to hundred bucks for a ticket at the AFL. You're spending ten dollars to get into to see the women play. Yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure on the AFL at the moment regarding the women's competition and how it will stack up this year. They've moved it obviously to eighteen teams. We know that now. They've moved the season post. They've started yeah. now four weeks of finals clashing with the men's, but after that they get full reign. So it's on them. They need to be able to draw crowds. They need to get viewers in the screens. Um, so. Everyone needs to get behind it. It's a good product. You know, the girls are getting better. 
Um, we love their passion, don't we? They lo- the way they go about their footy is fantastic, but people need to really get behind it. We need to get bums on seats and grow the game as quick as we can because financially we know it's not sustainable at the moment to keep going like this. Um, but the AFL has committed, haven't they? So we, the AFL, AFL got will deep be, pockets, but how deep? They will be a little bit, um, you know, nervous, but they, you know, they believe in the product. I think it's a really good one, um, and they deserve the opportunity. So we need to get behind it, and we need spectators to turn up and, uh, yeah, as I said, get behind the girls. And we've been so lucky. Look at the Crows won three flags. I mean, yeah. and and lost one. So imagine the teams that aren't even making finals get get their bums kicked every week. Adelaide, we've been in the right spot, uh, led by Matthew Clark and uh, Aaron Phillips. I mean, we probably see the very best, don't we? We do. Yeah, that's so, a really good point. We are the benchmark, and there's uh, every other club's trying to, you know, look at Adelaide, what were they do- what they're doing. Um, we get a pretty good following with our fans. They they do show up. Um, but teams like, you know, your Essendon's that are coming in and, and Port and um, Richmond and North Melbourne and these types – they, they need their membership base to build and their following and they need their regulars to come each week, don't they? Yeah, I, I've been a big fan for Sandville getting their salary cap up for the men too. We've got Darren Chandler on tonight. We'll ask him that question because um, COVID, certainly not as worried about COVID like the two previous years, just absolutely wreck seasons. Didn't know crowds for a long mm. while. Mm. Um, you had to have limited people sit apart. Now, I, mean, I think most people have either had it or been vaccinated against it. So at least that's dying down. We don't know where it might lead, but um, hopefully the men, because I think then the men's finals are on this week too. Of course, on Sunday, the double header. It's great footy, Dougie. I've yeah. been lucky enough to you know, call the grand finals, and it is really, really good football. You played a year, a full year, and uh, you know what it's like. So uh, it must be hard, though, when the guys are doing a lot of work, and they are working, have to come out, and some of them have paid pittance, wouldn't they? Oh, yeah, there's uh, it's probably $500 a game, really. It? So it's, I, yeah. You that's, might get a couple on a... And a pint of soft drink post-game. But um, oh, cl- clearly at that level they do it because they want to be the best they can be. They want to um, be surrounded by the best coaches. And they, you know, a real bonus for them is they get to play on Adelaide Oval. That's the nugget. You know, that's the holy grail. And um, you wouldn't meet a bunch of guys that are more committed about their footy and passionate. And they just want to be surrounded by good people. And the clubs do it really well at Sanford Oval. They do treat them really well and make up for what they can't get financially. Yeah, no, they've done very well. I just saw too, Jordan Lewis and Robert Walls will be selecting or help select the next Essendon coach. Now, strange sort of mix, isn't it? So Jordan's, different. Jordan's just out of the game. Walls, he's been a, a coach and a wonderful player, but he's been out of the game for a long while. I better get this one right. I wonder, I wonder where they would go for a, a Mark Williams. Someone's been there. They say they want experience. Well, there's not that many experienced coaches you can lean on. No, there's not. And they have to go experience, surely, don't they? They cannot. So Ross Lyon, Ross Lyon was available, would you? Oh, 100 miles an hour. Him? Yeah, he'd be the man for me. Do you know guys that have been coached by Ross, what he's like? Yeah, anyway, <laughs> do? not great things, actually, but... <laughs> he's hard. He's hard. They're probably lower on the receiving end That's probably that, what so they need, though. They need, yeah, they need uh, someone that's going to lead with an iron fist, I think, because they've been far too nice since the, uh, or post the supplement saga, haven't they? They've tried to toe the company line and do the right thing by the AFL, scared to step out of line. And, you know, you, Ben Rutten was... You, you felt that he was too nice to the players and they seemed to take advantage of him. Um, so they need someone that's going to come in and shoot yeah. him right between the eyes, don't they, and tell them this is the way it's going to be and jump on board or get out. You sort of need someone that does half intimidate you, not scare you, but where you think, oh, better. Yeah. Not, not, whereas perhaps, Ben, you're right, some of the performances they put in were awful and he just seemed to be 
fairly calm about it, saying, look, we're on the right track, we're improving, we're doing this and that. But who's the most intimidating coach you had at the Crows? Oh, there's no question. Phil Walsh. He was oh, of course. incredibly yeah, intimidating. Yeah. And never for long, but yeah. very. Just on your toes always. So you're always on the edge looking to get better. Um, but what was great about him is he had that ability to care and that empathy. Um, so that you've got to be able to follow up with that. You can be hard and down the line and honest and brutal at times. Players can accept that. Even in this day and age, I think they can accept that. But if there's no follow-up, you tend to lose your players pretty quick. I'd imagine with Phil Walsh, if you're in a meeting and you weren't paying attention oh, yeah. suddenly, uh, Richard, what, what did I just say here? What, what, what do you think? And if you weren't, oh, my God. And be, he'd know. He'd know. He'd Mark know Williams away. did the same thing. Yep. Mark Williams used to, um, when the new journos come along, could be a young, young lady or a young guy, and he just hit him between the eyes. So tell me, who should be playing Sonar Ford this week? Who do you reckon we should put there? Yeah. He just wants to see what you know, the, you know, which yeah. is which is. I think Walsh would have been under Choco as well. So is that the same sort of? Just same wanted to old, pick your brain. Absolutely. And I remember Choco at draft camp when I was a young fellow, only probably seventeen, eighteen, and just intimidating. And he would grill you, absolutely grill you. But and a lot of it is the front. He's actually a, hate, like, oh, he's a good bloke. He's, yeah, he's different, but he's a, he is a good guy, and that's part of his persona. Yeah. To, you know, the huff and puff of it. Very famous football family. So, all right, then Phil Walsh. What about behind Phil Walsh? Oh, number, who's number two where you're you better? Neil Craig. Yeah, certainly. Um, not too far off, Phil He'd Walsh. He'd dot the I's and cross yeah, the T's. Very Craigie. Yeah. Um, not afraid to have a really strong conversation with you. Um, so I really enjoyed that side of things. I, I love the coaches that were just super honest and just tell you how it is. Um, Do you reckon some coaches get the best out of you or does it ultimately fall back to you? You know you can play footy. Yeah. Some might motivate, but you still have to have the Be ability to perform, don't you? Yeah, you do. But I think they can just uh, connect with every player and they can find what makes them tick. The best coaches do that. And particularly throughout a season, you have a bit of a drop in form or they, they're able to be ahead of that and notice that and pick, pick you up. Pick and, up again. Um, able to relate to young players, you know, relate to the older boys. Not an easy gig being a head coach these days. Certainly as, as hard as it's ever been. Um, we know that young players now are a little bit more sensitive and they need to be um, you know, cuddled a little bit more. So um, if that's not really in your philosophy or your beliefs as a coach, you've got to, to challenge yourself and find a way to do that. It's great to have you on board this week. We haven't touched really on the 17 grand final. I just want to very quickly, what what was your feelings and that going into it? People say I'd rather finish fifth or sixth and second. That's rubbish. Not many get people get to play in the MCG in a grand final or any grand final. But can you recall how... How confident the team was. Bishop Form was unbelievable. Mm. I think you won the prelim by 10 against the Cats here yeah, in Adelaide. We did, yeah. We were pretty uh, red hot in the first final against GWS and Geelong. We'll, we, the games were over at halftime. So looking back, we probably weren't challenged. Um, but we long had, enough. Yeah, we had the games on our terms quite a lot. And uh, the grand final, we were confident, no doubt about that. We thought we were good enough. Uh, but I think we probably allowed ourselves to think about what it was going to look like if we did win and maybe stepped away from the process a little bit. Um, you remember running out on that that yeah, ground? I mean, yeah, they, I mean, they were so loud, the oh, Tiger incredible. fans. Incredible. Just the, you could feel this just wave of uh, noise and it felt like heat just <laughs> coming over you. It was uh, intimidating, really. Uh, you know, running out Adelaide Oval was fantastic, but you sort of get used to that, you know, as special as it is. And then... Doing it to this is grand final day, the Holy Grail, 100,000, 
Um, you started the Crow started the right. We started okay, first couple but of goals. We never felt like, and it would have looked that we just weren't playing Quite our way. Quite in there. Um, and the game just went so quick, and before we knew it, it was it was done and dusted, and it pretty empty feeling running around with ten minutes to go, knowing the game was done, and just playing out time. It was just a yeah really horrible feeling. And then for him to play the Richmond song probably ten times post game, and just sitting there waiting for them to give out medals to the other boys was. But you'd rather a bit of torture, really. Now you've finished. You've played in the grand final. It, it, I know you didn't win it, but you've played in one. A lot of, I think Bobby Skilton played all those years, won three Brownlows, played mm-hmm. in one final. Yeah. Same one of the best Robbie, ever. Robbie Flower. Yeah. Was the same, wasn't he? But yeah, you'd still rather been there on the day. Take it, don't you? Yeah, certainly. Um, saying that, you live with a lot of regret now. But yeah, you, you, a fantastic experience. And it's the whole week, you know, it's the parade. Build up. Your family get to experience yeah. it. And, um, I've never watched it. Watched it back, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's good uh, stuff. Certainly, something you never forget. Let's quickly go to John before we go to a break, and uh, as for Darren Chandler, not far away. Hi, John. Hi, fellas. Doing all right. Killing cheese. Going to go to Essendon. He hates. He hates Essendon because the wars he had with Sheedy in the seventies at Richmond. Uh, who's that, Robert Walls? Yeah, he hates he hates Essendon because it's shady. The wards they had in the seventies at Richmond and Carlton, but wow. they're starting to fell, boys. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the finals. I don't know who to bar it for. Being a Port man, now they're out. Um, you got to help me out, boys. It can't be Adelaide and it can't be Norwood. Sorry, Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> Your two clubs and all the rest of it. You wouldn't be a Glen Allen fan. They're though, Port's two biggest rivals. I'll probably bar it for Norwood ahead of Adelaide, to be honest. Well, North Adelaide. Oh, they're all rivals against Port, aren't they? Yeah, true. Yeah, all right. Thanks, no. boys. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah Johnny you. loves Enjoy. his sport. Um, Adelaide Auto, 4x4, 15% off the first purchase. At Adelaide Auto, by 4x4, get the 15% off your first purchase until September 30. We are going to break another side. Sandful CEO Darren Chandler will join us. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, David Woody and Richard Douglas for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand, thanking Australia for making Polaris Australia's number one side-by-side brand for 21 years in a row. Well, can't wait for the finals. Doug, you just mentioned how tough it is to pick a winner. Mm. Um, is it going to be North Nord? Could the Crows win their first? You've got Sturt in there. Glenelg always dangerous. But uh, I reckon the Sandful Chief is Darren Chandler. I reckon be happy. But it's been a real tough couple of years with COVID. And I think most people are getting back to normal. And, and Darren joins us now. Thanks for your time, Darren. And is that how you're seeing it too? We're sort of getting back some sort of normality? Yeah, thanks, guys. And great to be on. Uh, certainly, uh, this year's been... Uh, more normal than the last couple um, and uh, probably coming into the most even final series that I can remember. Five sides and uh, very difficult to pick a winner. Um, so I think any one of the top five can actually win it this year. Darren, if you look at the budgeting and the way you go at the start of the year, has it been above expectations around what you thought or below? Because times are, are still tough. As I said, we're seeing a bit of sun at the end of the, the tunnel, but... Uh, how's it been for you in the Sandfall? 
Uh, look, overall, we're, we're wrapped. Um, crowds are a, a, a little down, as we've seen, you know, pretty much in every um, sporting yep. code across the country. Um, and uh, but overall, um, interest and um, our, our broadcast numbers, um, our, our digital numbers are, are really strong. So the interest is certainly there. Um, and I guess our product is really um, ideally suited for those people who uh, want to stay local and. Um, you know, in their local community and uh, a cheap day out, kids are free, of course, and um, it's it's been a real good positive year and the footy's been outstanding. Um, we saw last weekend, final round, uh, you know, the top three sides lost. Uh, Glenelg, who were fourth, got over the line in three minutes to go after kicking three goals. Um, Westy's got up, Port got up. Essentials probably should have beaten Glenelg. So, yeah, it's it's really, really even. Um, clubs are in a strong position and um, I guess those clubs that missed out this year will be... Um, knowing that they're not that far away going into next year. No, you're spot on, Darren. I was just looking at the final ladder from uh, the end of the final, uh, the final year. Uh, four games separated first and seventh, so you must be stoked with that. And you've already mentioned uh, how tight the finals is going to be. One thing I've noticed with the sample, you must be really pleased with the calibre of coaches that are running around at the level. We spoke the other night about being able to attract players to this competition, but now the coaches you've been able to get, you must be really pleased with that. Yeah, Dougie, you raise a really good point. Um, and that's one of the things I'm really proud of and the club has done an outstanding job. To have the likes of you know, Jacob Serge and Michael Godden, Jay Rawlings, Brett Hand and Martin Matner. Guys have all had AFL experience, um, either as uh, players and or coaches. Um, and come back in um, to the competition, you throw in Jay Sheedy and Jared Wright, um, you know, um, Thomas out at Central Districts, you've got some really experienced quality coaches and, um, you know, that, that that certainly helps our young guys as they're developing, but it also attracts other good players from around the country to want to play in and kind of play in the best competition in Australia. Darren Chandler, our guest. And we're also seeing um, players going mid-year, mature players. I think they're not just looking at kids anymore, Darren. They're look, going to the Sandfall, which I think is easily the second best uh, comp in Australia. And the and some are finding ready-made players. Yes, um, not surprising really. We've got some really good players. You know, as challenging it is um, for our clubs to lose players mid-year um, to the AFL. Uh, so it's not it's not a perfect system. Um, but if you look at it from an individual point of view and um, the players themselves, what a great opportunity! And um, you know, I know all of our clubs uh, are delighted to see their players get an opportunity to play at the highest level they possibly can. So. That's real incentive, and I think that in itself, um, you know, attracts other people to want to come into the into the um, competition, knowing full well that it's, it's looked at so closely by the AFL scouts. Getting the right people in the right place to see Craig Burns now leading North Adelaide. Greg Edwards goes to Centrals, and that's an important part, isn't it? Getting the pillars in place for for all the clubs in the Sandfall. It is um, having a you know a really good leader in, a, in your CEO working closely with a with a strong board. Um, you know the the chairman um, chairs I should say um, uh, of the clubs together with the CEOs and we've got uh, you know six um, six guys who've got a lot of experience and, and two ladies as CEOs uh, of course Sue Dewing at uh, Sturt and Connie Wilson at West Adelaide. Um, you know. Chairs working closely with their board with strong CEOs and strong coaching um, coaching groups is is the key to success. And I think that's why we're seeing um, all clubs perform relatively well in such an even competition.
And Darren, where do we sit with the salary cap next year? Obviously, we want to continue to grow the competition, make it the second best uh, competition outside the AFL. Is there scope to increase that, uh, given it did drop away post or pre-COVID? Yeah, we're re- it'll increase um, by fifty thousand dollars next year, um, um, sitting around the, the two hundred and sixty mark, um, oh, which is uh, which will be a good bonus, um, together with milestone payments and, and together with some opportunity to pay players um, that, are, that want to get involved with coaching and, and assisting marketing the club. So all up, um, some you know we're gradually getting back up there to where. Um, where it needs to be, and, and you know, from a commission point of view, we've we've given the clubs that commitment that we want to do that, and um, and uh, but we've got to do it in a you know in, in a manner that ensures the the financial viability of all of our clubs. Yeah, let's do it bit by bit. Hey, um, big news, Darren. The Crows to Febberton, um, incredible, really, and uh, they need a home. But what does that mean for you guys? Does it does it make a lot of change for the Sanford? Where do you guys will you go back to Footy Park at some point in time, or? Give us an idea what your what your plans are. Yeah, well, I guess first up, um, the deal hasn't been done yet. Um, we've still got the lease here. There's still a bit to be worked through um, yep. for the Crows to get from Sebi. Um, um, but we're having really, you know, good positive discussions with them and, and West Torrance Council and, and government. So hopefully, an appropriate deal can be done. Um, we're, we're still assessing our options, but one of those certainly is uh, going back to Footy Park and. Um, uh, you know, most importantly, um, we want to make sure we develop a, you know, a, a talent facility um, that can give our uh, under underage kids from 13 right through to under 18 boys and girls to get, you know, the best opportunity to to get their, their footy to the highest level, um, but also use the facility to to grow community footy. And we we know we're short on ovals around the place, so. Um, we'll find a, a really good use from a talent perspective um, and a community point of view. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully we can um, we can determine where that location will be in the near future. So they're still looking at things, but uh, most of the parties have agreed just got to some fine-tuning, Darren? Oh, it's a bit to go yet, but, um, yep. yeah, look, we're, we're heading in the right direction um, and certainly been having um, positive discussions with, uh, with the parties and... Um, uh, hopefully we'll get there uh, pretty soon. How much was the Theberton precinct used? Uh, I suppose the public wouldn't know a lot. What was it? The amateurs have used it too, and the, I think the girls have been there at times. Uh, does it get used a lot, or has it been used a lot? Uh, absolutely. It's used very heavily, uh, and that's one of the uh, challenges that we have. Yeah. We, we use it for um, Sandville W games earlier in the year. Of course, we've got four clubs that um, have got cricket on their venues, um, so they don't get access to those until the end of March. Um, we use it for uh, underage games. We use it for trial games. We use it for um, training for uh, some of the league clubs. Then, of course, our 16s, 18 state program, both girls, um, boys, and then the under 18 girls program. Uh, we have future programs, which is sort of your under 17 players. Um, we have uh, diversity um, talent programs. You know, there wouldn't be a week where it's not used uh, three or four times during the week. So it is a it is heavily utilised, and that's why it's so critical um, that we find a home that can replace uh, Febberton um, for the benefit of football in this yeah, state. Yeah, that'll be one of the sticking points. And Sunday it all starts. A, a couple of great finals, a, a doubleheader at the Adelaide Oval. You'd be looking forward to that. 21 degrees, uh, the sun's <laughs> out fine. Um, 
the uh, we just can't wait. Uh, Glenelg Sturt, that'll be a great game. Um, you know, Glenelg's uh, forward power, ability to score quickly is really strong. You know, with the likes of uh, McBean and Hosey and Reynolds and then Sturt's uh, defensive style of game, um, that'll be a cracker. And then Adelaide and Norwood, Adelaide's Tools, Himmelberg and, and, and um, Frampton and Strawn, um, you know, up against uh, a Norwood side, which has just been so consistent and improving week on uh, week on week during the year. So that promises to be a cracker as well. Uh, I struggle to pick a winner in either game. Um, so uh, let's uh, let's just hope we get two games of great footy. And then um, we've got North Adelaide waiting in the wings to play the winner of uh, Adelaide and Norwood. And, and they've just been terrific all year. Um, you know, they've got great speed. They've got a great engine room with uh, with Spina and Coombe and Wig. And um, they're going to be hard to beat. But, uh, well, I, I can't wait till Sunday. Um, 12.15 for the Glenelg Sturt game. 3.15 Adelaide Norwood. Should be a cracker. 21 degrees, but might have to put the sunscreen on after what's been a very wet winter. Darren, thanks for your time. Good luck. Let's hope a lot of people come out and support the finals. Thanks very much. We really appreciate your support. Darren Chandler there, CEO of the Sandful, uh, and also Lumo SA, powering local footy and fans in SA. Switch to Lumo South Australia today. It sounds like how heavily that was used. If There's a lot of water on the bridge before it's just yeah. handed the crows because they're going to lose all those facilities and they need to find something. Well, that's right. They can't give it away. Can they coexist at that uh, premise? Well, I was gonna, that was the other because question. Um, there'll be two ovals. Oh. Yeah, and the women are going to be based there too, but that's yeah. different seasons now, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose no. if the Crows are going to take the majority of the time for their training, they train and play pretty well all year round these days, well, we it might be hard. We talked about West Lakes and the condition that's in oh. outside. The oval is obviously still beautiful, but... It'd be a step backwards, I would have thought, for the sample to go well, down there. Yeah, they need something else, I They're think. A bit more central. They need to be uh, close to the city. It's pretty hard to find grounds, as as we know. I'd be all into Thebanon and just trying to make it work um, for me. What do you make, have you asked about the salary? 50000 okay, it doesn't sound a lot, but it's a start if they can get fifty in. And you can't you can't pay more than you've got. So. Yeah, well, that's right. You, you don't want to you know go too hard to 1000 then you you know... It's a bit things can get strapped, but uh, yeah, it's a good, it's an increase at the end of the day, so that's fantastic. They'll be able to get a, a few more marquee players with fifty, or they can spread it out amongst the others. So um, that's a really good thing, and as we we know, it's much deserved. But uh, it's incredible you talk about four hundred a, a game. Some AFL players get four hundred bucks a touch. The one you're thinking, you know, fifty thousand dollars a game if you take it over some. just the twenty-two rounds. But hey, yeah, that's modern day footy, and you. you that's what if they pay it, you gotta take it, don't you, Dougie? Oh, you don't knock it back, there's no doubt about that. Oh okay. We are gonna take a break, come back with all our Sandful finals tips too. As we said, Glenelg Sturt, that's twelve fifteen, Adelaide Nord three fifteen. Looking forward to that. And of course, no AFL finals, but they'll be back next week. Richard Doug has been a guest for the week, and uh, the great Malcolm Blight comes back fresh and ready on Monday afternoon. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year, and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day SA, David Wildey and Richard Douglas for Weeks Homes, a Discover Different, Discover Exceptional Customer Service, and also Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Aussies, run only to benefit its members. Search Compare Host Plus today. Dougie, time now for our Sandful tips. We normally have our AFL tips as well, but we might just look at next week's finals while you're here and you're in your last day, but let's turn to Sunday, August 28th, uh, Sam Full Finals. Gee, a couple of uh, mouth-watering games mm. too. 
Glenelg Sturt. Uh, can you pick a clear favourite there? or? Well, on form, it'd probably have to be Sturt, wouldn't it? They're, they're playing some better footy. I think Glenelg, though, will go in favourite saying that. And I think their best is better than Sturt. They've got a bit more depth. I think Partington out, though, which is going to be a loss for Glenelg. Uh, but I think their experience might just get them over the line. In that one. Just. They're both well coached too, aren't they? Very well coached, yeah. So uh, it'll be a good... They both play finals brand of footy, so it'll be uh, good footy, really good footy the first week of finals in the sample. And now, good crowds too. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Turner was picked up mid-year. He's going to be playing for Adelaide. Yeah. And Pitcher Glenn will like him in their side <laughs> oh, too. would be handy. He'd be the little cream on top that would... Uh, or the cherry on top, I should say, that would uh, really could propel him into deep into September. But I think... If they get through this one, the bays, it may just open up. It may just open up for them potentially. Now Geelong have got they got stingled from the Eagles. Brad Close came from Glenelg. He's playing some good footy at Geelong too, isn't he? Yeah, don't yeah. realise just how good some of these well, kids he, in the sample can be. He's flown under the radar. Stengel's got a lot of the attention this year externally, but I know uh, they love they, him. They love him. He, in in the one percenters, he rates very highly. So they they love him for that. Yeah, doing some good stuff. Qualifying final, this would be a beauty. Adelaide don't normally feature that uh, far into the Sandful finals, but they've got 15 listed players and they've got a very fit uh, group, haven't they? Not too many injuries. They're taking on Norwood. Norwood have won eight from nine, only beaten by Westies in that uh, in the last game by, by kicks. This is a tough game too. It's going to be tough, yeah. Looking at the Adelaide lineup, they're tools. They've got, they're blessed with tools, the Crows, but the Achilles heel now that it's Crouch and Haightley is... Going out of the side is now going to be the depth in the midfield. So that's going to, uh, on a bigger ground, that might they might find it tough. But um, it's meant to be nice weather Sunday. So the market, the big fellas are going to have a big impact on the game. But I think Norwood might just run over the top of them, given their midfield depth. Yeah, we, had, we spoke with Jade Rawlings earlier in the week. He's, he's fairly confident too, quite happy with his squad, so doing well. And uh, what's your tip to go all the way? Because you, you won't be here next week. North Adelaide will be waiting for, you know, the winner to play the 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 second semi-final. Um, who do you like out of the, the five teams there? Oh, gee, it's hard, isn't it? I'd... Yeah, red legs? Or yeah, is... oh, I might go the old boys. Yeah, the red legs, I think. The winner of this one, out of the Crows and uh, Norwood, will really set themselves up. I, I do like North, but uh, yeah, I think it's out of Norwood and North, really. I can't really split them at this stage. Remember um, the, the North... Nord Grand Final yes. a couple of years. Mitch Grigg kicked yeah, six from that. centre and they lose. Yeah. Well, that was one of the be- great, the best individual performances. I've I think seen so. From a yeah. player in a grand final and, and lost, as you said. But uh, they would love it. Knowing at Norwood and being there the last few years, those boys can't stand North with a passion after yeah. what happened that uh, yeah. a few years ago. So they would love nothing more than have another guard in a grand final. Was he a player you felt should have played or could have played more AFL Mitch Grigg? Certainly. Yeah. He had as much... Ability as anyone, and his left leg was just oh, dynamo. So, yeah, it was lethal. Uh, so he should have played more league footy. Uh, I was surprised when he got delisted from the Crows, he never got an opportunity somewhere else. That was, yeah. Um, but he, I think the Crows, we had a pretty deep midfield at that stage, and he, I think the knock on him was potentially that he was a little bit slow, but certainly uh, made up for it in a lot of other <laughs> areas. Six goals from yeah, the centre, so pretty special player. Hey, just quickly, too, let's look at next week's AFL. Uh, Geelong Collingwood, your first thoughts? Geelong? Well, just looking at Geelong, they've played in seven qualifying finals in the last uh, nine years, and they've only won one. Ooh. So they, if they want to be premiers this year, I think they, they, need have, to they have to one. win this one. Though. This one sets you up in the AFL system, how it works. Uh, I think they will win just. 
Uh, it's going to be a fantastic game. Hasn't Chris Scott managed the side well? They've been ins and outs all year. You know, three or four get a rest. Been able to rest Selwood, Dangerfield, all the oldies. Isaac Smith will come in and uh, he's done that well. Yeah, I think Geelong too. Uh, Melbourne play Sydney. Now, if this, if this game was in Sydney, I might have tipped the Swans, but it's back at the G and uh, they play well there. Yeah, they do. They'll be full of confidence, Melbourne, after last week. But don't discount Sydney. They've played some good footy on the G this year. So uh, another really, really um, a mouthwatering contest, really. And again, the winner of this is really going to be set up. But I don't. I still think the loser of this can still play in the grand final. Wow, yeah. I love Sydney. I love the way they play. Frio play the Bulldogs. So these games are a knockout. And can the Bullies upset that game's in Perth? This is uh, the one I'm probably most uncertain sure. about. Yeah, Fremantle, would, it, they'd be really disappointed if they went out uh, first final. Uh, we know how dangerous the dogs are come September and they love the challenge on the road. Yeah. They, they seem to galvanise, don't they, when they travel in finals. Uh, but I think Fremantle, you look at the body of work that they've produced throughout this year, they'll stiff not to be top four. I think they'll be too strong at home. It's worrying me a bit without Ford Tavern hasn't been playing that well. And the, the bull, bullies we know on a, on a big deck, they can play some super footy. And the final game at Brisbane, who I think have been disappointing. They take on the Tigers of his last five or six weeks has been as good as anybody's. Yeah, we're just looking at uh, the odds on that one. Richmond are favourites. So there's not a lot of confidence for Brisbane, Brisbane, which is quite incredible. Brisbane have been in the top four all year and they're at home. So I think everyone's just jumped off the lines. Um, I'll probably have two, but in saying that, I'm probably having to go each way. But I wouldn't be surprised after last week and all the attention that's galvanised the group. Um, and you'd like to see a pretty spirited performance when you're from the Lions because if, if they don't win... Um, Serious questions and change yeah. need to be made. Maybe the Tigers just a few more match winners. Lynch, um, Show Bolton if um, Martin comes back. Yep. Jack Revolt's always a um, always good in finals too. So interesting finals, Dougie. Now, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator, or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you out. Just head to iCanWin.com.au and you can win a twenty five thousand dollar advertising package to promote and grow your business. We're going to take a break on the other side. Miles Fitzner for all the big tips for the weekend. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Welcome back, Sports Day SA. David Wildey and Richard Douglas for Weeks. Weeks homes discover different, discover exceptional customer service. And Tire Power, think safety this August. I get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Well, hopefully the rain's clearing. It's been a very, very wet winter, but the spring carnival is coming up. Uh, can't wait. The Memsey at Caulfield. And who better to talk about that than a racing ex- expert, Miles Fitzner. Miles, thanks for your time. How are you? Yeah, good, Wilds. Thanks for having me on. And look, hopefully I can uh, chime in with a few for you for the spring, but it all gets underway uh, tomorrow. Can we start with the Memsey, uh, the, Memsey the, the first group one? Uh, I mean, a lot's coming up, but uh, a big race, every traditional race. What, do you like anything in that? Yeah, I do. It's it's uh, it's a really good addition of the Memsey Wilds, and a lot of horses here are going into this first up. I'd like to see the track stay a soft seven or even a little bit better, maybe a soft six, because if it gets into the heavy range, as we all know, it becomes a bit harder. But um, look, I've told a lot of the listeners, uh, some of my other shows, Wilds, Western Empire is the horse to follow for the spring. I, I think even probably 12 months ago, uh, I mentioned to a few people. This is my tip for the for the Cox Plate. It was $56 then. It's already into 15s. And 
This is a horse you've just got to keep an eye on. It's drawn a little bit awkwardly. It is first up. I'm not declaring it, but I have to follow him all spring as he's my horse of the spring. But I think the bet in this race, I'm thunderstruck and elation. I'm probably happy to take on because they're first up. And I don't think this is their grand final. Alligator blood hasn't had enough work. The horse here is going to be Cascadian, $8.50 and $2.90. Airborne in a trial against Animo, and we saw what he was able to do first up. Just way overs for a horse going this well. So, look, leading towards Cascadian, I have to tip Western Empire because he's my horse in the spring. So, if you keep getting me on wheeled throughout spring, I'm just going to follow him everywhere until he wins <laughs> because at some point he will. But, but it's a tough old race, but that's how I'm going to play this one. Always want a good jockey with a good horse. Has Western Empire got the same jockey? Yes, it does. It's got Damien Lane, mate. And uh, oh, Damien yeah. Lane will yeah. stick with this. I'm Look, stable for the spring for mine is going to be the Cerise and White of Bob Peters with Danny O'Brien. We saw showmanship. Uh, Graceful Girl goes around in an earlier race here. Western Empire, you're going to see Inspirational Girl. You're going to see um, a lot of these WA form horses um, over here in the East, and they're going to run well because they were dominant in the West, and not many people really follow that WA form into the East. It's great to see the good horses come out. There's a couple of other listed races also at Caulfield. Yeah, we'll work back a few. The Cochrane's a race before. And look, Passive Aggressive has got a mortgage on this. I'm not going to talk you out of it. Uh, if you wanted to play a few at value there, you could probably go Isotope, Graceful Girl, as I mentioned, or Kiss on All Four Cheeks. They're the two WA runners that are now in the East. They're both double figures, and it wouldn't surprise me if they won a race like this. Go back a race before to race six. You've got the McCafe Stakes. Happy to risk in the boat. More than likely working around Star Patrol and Generation there, Wilt. And then we go back to race number five, and that is the McNeil. And uh, look, Arf Cabin's got a mortgage on that. That's probably going to be the best bet at Caulfield on the day will be Arf Cabin number 12 in race number five at Caulfield. Yeah, it's exciting times. And with COVID sort of clearing up, it's just you get the crowds in. And I'm sure they'll come flocking back too. It's been a tough couple of years, and it's been kept going, hasn't it, really, by the racing, the, the trots and the dogs? Yeah, look, the, the, the trots, the dogs uh, and the horse racing, they've managed to stay and kept a lot of people employed, Wilds, uh, but it's going to be good to, for a massive spring, getting the big crowds back at the racetrack up to 70,000, 80,000 again at Flemington and then Mooney Valley for the Cox Plate. It's going to be superb. And, well, the racing's just good right around the country too this time of year. I love it. Now, if we had to pick Miles Fitzner's best couple of bets, and I'm saying anywhere in the country, go anywhere, any race meeting, what would they be? Well, I'll give you a couple that are short enough at Rose Hill, and then I'll give you my actually probably my best one in the country, which yeah. is uh, which is at Morfordville, funnily enough. But we go to Rose Hill, race two, number two, horse called Frumos. You're going to get about a dollar eighty, dollar ninety for it. Very, very keen on it. Uh, it was a moral beaten last start, just in the wrong spot. If you want to put that into another one, you go to race six, number five, Fire at Rose Hill, a dollar ninety or even money there. You can put the two together to have a little bet there at Rose Hill. But my best anywhere in the country, I think, tomorrow, Wilds, we're going to go to Morfordville and we go to race two, number two, and its name is Golden Crusader. Mick Price and Mick Kent Jr. Uh, this horse has been bought by ATB from overseas. Look, wow. should be three from three, this horse. Um, this prep, or definitely in Australia, unlucky at Bendigo, one at Sandown over the 2100. It leads. Uh, it's a Morfordville track that will be leader bias. $2.50, you can go Ooh. and have a bet on race two, number two at Morfordville. Best all around the country, Golden Crusader. 
that's it. And uh, look, I know that I did tip it out to a few other people and somebody on this station might have even read that out as his best bet of the weekend this morning and didn't give me credit for it. So I've already sent him a little message too. Don't worry about that. Well, I'll, I'll give you credit if it wins. Don't you worry about that. But no, great to speak to you, Miles. And uh, I know you're looking forward to a massive amount of racing in Victoria and appreciate your time. Uh, Wilds, happy to come on any time. And, yeah, if, uh, I'll be over there for Melbourne for the whole spring. So if you want to have me on, mate, you guys know that I'll chime in any time on your show. Good man. Miles Fitzin there knows his stuff too. And we often do sneak out a, a couple of very good winners. Now, for expert car service, book online at repcoservice.com. Well, there you go, Dougie. Miles Fitzner, he's pretty good. We've had some good um, wins over the last few years. Blighty always writes them down. I do too. I just gamble responsibly, put a couple of dollars each way. But... Uh, he knows his stuff. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's good mail. He's often on the mark, and I know he's got a good following around town. He's well known, and a lot of uh, people do get on, and he doesn't disappoint more often than not. He's going to be over in Melbourne for the entire spring carnival. So well done there to Miles, and well done to you. Really enjoyed your company. It's been a good week, just flown, hasn't it? It's gone. Incredible. Yeah. Where's the time go? But, uh, spoke all obviously about the crows and Port Adelaide, all Australian. Uh, a little bit about the camp. We, that's gone. That's good. Didn't, <laughs> yeah. didn't make any of headlines with that. So no, that only, the, only the that. first day, and we, we sort of kept that quiet. But thank you for that. No, and, it's been good. Um, and looking forward to the Sandville finals. Um, and then, of course, we spoke about the AFL, who we think is going to win that one. And uh, it should be good. So uh, you'll be back, no doubt, in the chair soon. Uh, Blighty is always off. I'm going to take holidays soon. But uh, thanks, Dougie, and uh, we'll do it again soon. All no right, David. Really Bye appreciate now. it. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.